You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Halloween edition of Inside the Locker Room. So you little kiddos will be out uh, trick-or-treating. Uh, don't go by Dad's house. No, if you go by Dad's house, he looks in your bag and he takes candy out of your bag and the stuff that he likes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our neighborhood, oh, my goodness, they come in there by the truckloads. So you better have a lot of candy if you're going to give it out uh, over there where... We live in the chain there. They have a guy in our neighborhood. He decorates to the T. He has smoke coming up all by his house. He's got somebody hanging out the windows. Uh, and he will come out of the woods with a chainsaw, Noah. And he'll crank that chainsaw up. Uh, no blade on the chainsaw, but the kids go crazy over the chainsaw man 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning twitter at locker room 109 at barry sanderson at wimp sanderson one email wimp and barry at yahoo.com download the tide 100.9 app to your smartphone you can take us with you anywhere you go you can send us messages on the app we got a picture yesterday of a listener's gun. They sent us a picture. That it's a Bama gun. So we got a uh, picture. I may of, need it. Yeah. Uh, you may need it for a snack. Well, well uh, farmer, farmer and Godfrey to come in. I may need a gun. I called I called uh, D last night, Derek. I said, I need a gun, D. He started laughing. Who's going to pick up the tab? I'll pick up the cotton picking tab. Um, all right. Before we get into all that, um, we need to thank uh, Jimmy Rain and Great Southern Wood has been and if it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstanding the elements year after year when it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure-treated pine from great southern wood. If our project stands up against Mother Nature's best, and it's getting chilly out there now, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer. The lumber detects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. And remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Noah, you going trick-or-treating tonight? You dressing up tonight. Uh, will you be out at a Halloween party tonight? I might. There's quite a few things happening around town, so I might go. Ah, yeah. I'll put your mask on. We'll take yours off. At the Lusa tonight. So I might uh, go um, I'll take tell you what. Uh, when I was coaching at East Carolina, that's one of the craziest. Greenville, North Carolina is one of the craziest places for Halloween, so uh, Dad, you're up in a gated area. You can get no kids, so well, I ain't gonna get many kids. If I do, I'll, I'll, I'll take some of the candy. I hope they got some chewing gum too. Well, I won't go over all these scores, but I will tell you this: when the Rangers, I mean, when the Lions played last night, they won six twenty-six fourteen. They had two running backs in the game that Alabama ties. Josh Jacobs. Uh, play had 15 carries and one touchdown. Not playing quite as good as you have. Remember, he is the kid who uh, Alabama did a good job going over and finding him and signed him, and nobody had offered him, and he was he was sleeping in a car. 
with his dad. Uh, I'm so proud of him and what he's been able to do, and he's uh, he's done well, made some money. The Gibbs kid who transferred to Alabama, I think from Georgia Tech, had 26 carries, and he also had a touchdown. Uh, so it was good for both those kids. Alabama ties played against each other in last night's game as the Lions won. Rangers are one three to one. They've already mentioned. I mentioned yesterday Colin Malakawa, one point uh, being point five in the, in the Zuzu golf tournament. Uh, hey y'all, the ACC in twenty four is going to seventeen cotton picking teams. You try to make a basketball schedule out of that. I visited with uh, conference office a little bit yesterday about that. Uh, Cal, Stanford, and SMU are adding to ACC. Uh, Kirk uh, Frenix, Frenzing, I never pronounced that correct. Frenz. yeah. He's fired his uh, son. His son is the offensive coordinator. As you know, offensive coordinators catch the devil. Uh, probably shouldn't have been that nepotism rule, but um, he did. He's firing him, and that's uh, bad for for the family, I guess. Uh Harbor Jim denies any rescinding of his extension on his contract. He denies that, says that's not correct. Uh, um, the bus, uh, Colorado lost a lot of jewelry. No tell you how many earrings uh, they lost. I, I wish somebody would call and tell me, just call and tell me, and I'm not being ugly, call and tell me why guys wear earrings. I don't un- understand why guys hear rings. Fashion. But, uh, but I'm real dumb. Fashion. I guess. So they can call me whatever they wish to. Fashion. Sark says that the best win in the country was done by Texas in trying to pull his team into the Final Four, and that was the win at Alabama because they had beaten everybody that walks in there. A top high school player at, uh, in the country, and it never is a top, but if you consider it the top Cooper flag, who I think Alabama messed with, uh, has committed to. Uh, Duke, Rick Pitino got beat uh, in a, by a Division Two team in his opening exhibition game, um, and uh, he said it was really good for his team. He always finds something to say. Uh, Dabo ripped into a caller last night. We got it. He and uh, Dabo is too sensitive. Yeah, he ripped into a caller and he told the caller that it was uh, their fault. And I was going to. Uh, I was looking. I had been looking at uh, very hard at uh, Notre Dame and and uh, Clemson as a as a blue play. It's a four point four point. Uh, Clemson gets four points at home, which scares me a little bit. No, so I had, don't do that. Again. I, I'm not. I'm not. Don't worry. Just don't look do at that it. Again. I, I'm not. Look elsewhere. Yeah, I will. I'm going to. I'll just say I've been looking at that. That's, that's radio talk. So. How bad is Doug at picking games? He don't know where he don't know where he is. Frank he, Frank Howard. Nobody knows on this show who Frank Howard was. Mister Mrs. Howard. Great great hitter. Barry, don't, you don't remember Frank Howard? He played the Washington Centers. Oh, uh, he's eighty seven. Three hundred and no one nobody knows who I am because I'm close to him. Three hundred and eighty two home runs. He broke the record in a week at twenty times at batty at ten home runs. Uh, what a player Frank Howard was. He could knock it a mile, and nobody knows it but me. Doggone it. CBS is going to televise 300 cotton-picking basketball games. By the time I can't do all that. CBS I got or ESPN? 
uh, I, I had to head on here CBS, but uh, really, uh, and I'm going to be going to some games, so I won't be seeing all that. Um, I hate to, I don't really want to, I, I, I want to say this, but I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to get them to do anything. Michael Southern, uh, puts on the, on the internet every day. If you're interested in it about past Alabama basketball. And this year he's this, this, Today he's got today he's got a really nice article about the number of times we went to the NCAA. And prior to that, a lot about our team and, the, and about Hollywood getting hurt. You know what he, you understand? You know what he's doing, right? No. Well, it's six days before Alabama basketball starts, oh. so he is okay writing something that that y'all went to six. Oh, oh, I he's see. using the number six because okay. it's six days, so y'all okay. went to six straight NCAA tournaments. Okay. So. I, I didn't didn't know that, but anyway, if you're if you're interested in seeing that, I think it uh, it's it's some interesting stuff, and I have tried to thank him and appreciate him uh, every time that he does it, and he does it in a very good job. He's a big big basketball fan, and I'm proud of what he has been able to do. Um, let me tell you this: Alabama's going going to play uh, uh, Purdue. Uh, Purdue better watch out. Purdue uh, got beat, as you know. Their raising came by Fairley Dickerson in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, the second time ever, a 16 beat a 1. The other time was Dave Williams. Boy, I think when they beat Virginia. Uh, Stanford, is going to, uh, Stanford is going to play them in the opening game. And believe you, I'm going to get him on. Believe you me, believe you me, Bucky McMillan can coach. He can coach. Now, they got Zach Eady, who's really good, going to be the first-round draft choice, left 7-4. Um, and they got some other good shooters. But uh, if Fairley Dixon beats you, you've had a, you've had a real eye-opening, with the, I'm sure, with his fans and they're mad as crap about getting beat in the first round. So... I thought I'd throw that in because I saw it last night reading reading around, and um, you better be careful playing playing Stanford because Bucky and them will crack your butt if you're not careful. I'm gonna get Bucky on for long. Uh, we got Mike Morgan on just to talk a little bit, not for long, uh, about SEC basketball. He was, uh, uh, you know, at, at the media day, and I ran into him. And after Kevin Skarbinski at the top of the hour, I thought I gave you some good news today. Oh. I've already talked wow. about sorry. The show's going to be over by the time he gets to his. I'm through. Show. I'm through. You can talk all you want to. Talk. Everybody call in 10 way here. Where, where, all right. Where, where. Um, <laughs> so tonight, uh, Noah, uh, they're going to release the first poll. And I'm going to tell you uh, if you're Alabama fans, you better hope Texas loses. Uh, you just better hope they lose. Because uh, in the final four, Dad, the Michigan and Ohio State winner will be in the final four. Florida State will be in the Final Four. The winner of the Oregon Washington, Washington will be in the Final Four. And Georgia, if they win, they'll be in the Final Four. If Alabama were to beat Georgia in Texas or to win the Big 12, you'd have to take Texas over Alabama, which would leave Alabama out, even though they're the SEC champion. Anyway, that happens. 
Anyway, you, well, I'm saying Michigan, Ohio State. One you, of the Texas over Alabama as far as the polls. No, now? I'm saying if they need Alabama fans need Texas to lose. If Texas sure. wins out, they're going ahead of Alabama. Oh, they ain't no doubt. So you need them to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. Florida they're State. This week. Florida State's not going to lose. Uh, Florida State might lose. No, who's going to beat them? Florida. No. Florida can okay. beat them. Florida State's not going to beat lose Washington or Oregon is going over Alabama. Well, they go one of them going to lose, son. Well, so one of them's going over Alabama. It's only yeah. the four spots. Alabama, Alabama, Alabama ain't going to be able to get in, son. Uh, I'm saying so if they, Texas doesn't lose, Texas, is, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, I agree. I think All it's right. a problem. You get Even if they beat Georgia and and. In the uh, and I've been looking at this Georgia game some as a blue plate sixteen. Yeah, 13. that could be a problem. So you need Texas to lose now because I think Alabama goes over Oklahoma. I think they go over Penn State. Uh, obviously, they go over Ole Miss. Uh, so anyway, that's one John. All right, we got plenty of calls holding here. We got to get to break. Then we'll get to call, knock the calls out before we get to Kevin. Royal Cleaners. They want to make life easy for you. Get that game day outfit ready. They'll come to you. Get pick it all up. Get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. 205-391-0034. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road out there by the Publix on Rice Mine. Drop off today, pick up tomorrow. Give them a call, 205-391-0034. You're just a tied 100.9 NC home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Seems pretty quiet on this Halloween morning. Do drive carefully. And, of course, if you do see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The month in countdown means more instant savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Grab a deal today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. There are several alerts in effect this morning. A red flag warning through 7 tonight for a high fire danger from drought, low humidity, and winds. A freeze warning in effect for overnight tonight and a freeze watch for overnight tomorrow night. This is not a rarity, though. The average first freeze in West Alabama is the first week in November. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Be listening. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today. Cool and breezy, the high 57. A freeze warning in effect tonight. Clear with the low at 31. Or tomorrow and Thursday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 53. Thursday's high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly! And there's it! Whoa. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Welcome back to Insider. Is that supposed to be a Halloween? Yeah, play spooky songs. Yeah, that's what I was playing. There you go. All right, Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer close to you. I get to the Yellowwood hotline here and bring Cole into the show. Good morning, Cole. Good morning. Hey, Forest State's got a trap game this weekend. They do? Who they got? Yes, Pittsburgh on the road. Uh, yeah. You think you think Pittsburgh can beat them? 
at, no. at home? That'd be an interesting game. Uh, what's the you line? Saw what happened, you saw what happened got to killed this last week. Uh, let me see what the line is on that game. Virginia uh, beat North Carolina, though, yeah, in Chapel Hill. Vegas ain't buying that. They're 21.5-point favorite uh, on the road. So yeah. That's a big number. We'll see what happens. It number. might be close. I think it's going to be better than what people would think, for sure. Yeah. What, what do you think about Final Four? Alabama be about seven today, tonight? Alabama what? Where will they be tonight in the poll? Seven? Oh, oh yeah, probably. Yeah, it won't be much difference right now. We need yeah. some help still. But yeah. Texas, we'll see what happens. Texas is a problem, I think. Uh, you think so? Well, I mean, I was thinking. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, if Alabama and Texas went out and people lose, we could see Texas again in a rematch, possibly. Yeah, I'd just say that if if uh, the Michigan Ohio State winner will probably go, they're going to lose. They're going to lose before that game. I think Michigan somebody will, will knock each other off. Ohio State. Yeah, yeah Washington, 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 Oregon. Ain't going to be room for Alabama. There might be, but uh, no, I think there will be. We'll they won't be. I don't like. Will not be. I don't, I don't. I don't like Ohio State either. I don't. I think they lose before. Michigan. I think they'll both have two losses before it's all said and done before they get to their game. Now, hopefully, maybe the NCAA will come in and slap Michigan on the wrist until they can't. Yeah, I think somebody's going to beat Michigan. Somebody's going to beat Ohio State, and somebody will beat Florida State. You're telling me somebody's going to beat Michigan? Yeah. Michigan and Ohio State are going to play each other. One of those two are going to lose. Outside of that, they're not going to lose. See, Michigan's got... They got Purdue. Well, they got Michigan does have to go to Penn State. Uh, they got yeah. to go to Maryland and they got Ohio State at home. Maryland, just because you, you think it's a clear a clear spot, not necessarily because you know some of these teams yeah. like that Crazy always like that. lose when they're not when okay. they're not supposed yeah, to. They so do. That's just, it's like Virginia. Yeah. Virginia knocking off I mean, look, look at Oklahoma. Everybody said Oklahoma had a clear path. Look what they did. They lost in Kansas. So yeah. it never it never works out that way. Right. Uh, but all Alabama needs to worry about is LSU right now. They don't take care of that. It won't matter. Yeah. Yep, so. Oh, yeah. All right, Cole. Thank you, sir. All right. You take care. Thank you. Take Good call there from Cole. All right. Uh, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning. Uh, first of all, uh, happy birthday to Coach Saban. Uh, and he told everybody what he wanted for for his birthday, a win uh, Saturday. However, uh, a tutor does not deserve the to rep to represent us in the playoffs. Now, just think if that shoe was on Alabama, if Alabama had done that, how many people would be whining and crying, you know, hating on Alabama if if it was uh, Alabama instead of Michigan, right, Barry? I I still hear people trying to justify that like it's okay. I I don't understand. But that, for but... Alabama, it wouldn't be mm. because Michigan hadn't been there. And Harbaugh deserves everything he gets. He's the most arrogant person that I that I've seen on sports lately. Yeah, you know. But uh, a cheater don't don't need to be in there. They need to. They, if this don't if they don't do something to them, gonna hurt them again. Did no one show you the picture I sent in on he, the? Uh, he did. He did. You like that? You like that? <laughs> That's your good. There's only two that. There's only two like that. I bought it for my birthday, Barry. Is that, uh, you got that registered, uh, Bryce? Uh, I got a permit. I bought my permit the other day. The one in Texas run out. I got a lifetime oh, permit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, because the, there's a lot of states you can go in and use the same permit. But uh, I didn't know if you know anything about guns. I bet no, your dad probably like that gun. I know nothing about guns. So. Well. 
the I probably will never shoot that gun. That's the collector's item. I've only seen one other one like it. Yeah. I saw one at a pawn shop, and then a friend of mine won that one. I said, I got to have it, so I bought it. There you go. Thank you, Bryce. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. All and, right, buddy. Uh, I think we just need to go in there and take care of business this week. The Michigans don't deserve to go because they're cheaters. We'll don't see. need to be representing nobody. We'll Thank see. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get uh, Philip here. Good morning, Philip. Hey, uh, good morning, Coach. I, I agree with your caller, Cole. I'm not real wild about Ohio State either. Had um, had Wisconsin's quarterback completed that that pass um, on the one yard line where the guy's knee hit, and, the, and then they couldn't get it in and had to settle for a field goal. I think Wisconsin's in a lot better shape to win that game, uh, but by them not scoring, it sort of it, it tilted everything back in Ohio State's favor, but. I, don't, I believe Wimp's right. Quarterback play is so important. It takes a good quarterback to beat a good team. And that being said, looking at Georgia, out of the three remaining home games, uh, out of the three remaining ACC games they got coming up, Wimp, which team do you think has the best quarterback to beat Georgia? Well, I would say I, I would say I'm not sure which ones they play. I, I like I like uh, Missouri's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Missouri ain't winning that. Game. Oh, I know they're not going to win the game. I'm, I'm answering this question about the quarterback. Well, all right, let me tell you, they got Missouri. <laughs> I'm telling you who they got. They got Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia Tech. Go ahead. Well, I guess you know you you want you're going to say Dart, the guy from from Ole Miss. What you're going to say? No, I don't know. I'm just I'm telling well, you. I'm, I'm asking I'm asking Philip. Uh, oh, I think it's I think it's a Missouri quarterback. I think yeah, he's the best. I, yeah, well, that's what I thought. I think he's awfully darn good. I, where they're going to win the game? I looked at that in my blue play too. Uh, it's a thirteen point. They're a thirteen point favorite. Um, uh, I I think I think Ole Miss got a good quarterback, and I think Lane Kiffin does a good job coaching offensively. And they're not, you know, they're they're better than they have played better than they, than their. Their personnel has, I think. And I don't particularly care for for him, but uh, yeah. um, and Missouri, I think uh, to answer your question, is the best quarterback that they're going to face. Georgia is. I don't think Georgia's going to lose. That line, Missouri, Missouri is a sixteen, not thirteen. Sixteen. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't think I don't think Georgia's going to lose uh, November, December, or January. I think they're going to win it all. I just think that we got when you start counting, and yet there's so many ifs in this stuff. If this, if that, we, there's there's one thing. There's, there's there's two things. That one thing that's really true. Whoever wins the Washington, Oregon game, one of those two is coming. That's, that that ain't no doubt about that. that that's thing, not if. The other thing is uh, Ohio State doesn't have another game to challenge them until the Michigan. They're not going to lose the Rutgers, no. Michigan State, or no. Minnesota. Uh, they're going to beat those three. They play, they play at Michigan, though, don't they? Yeah, it's at Michigan, so that's the doozy, the last game of the yeah, year. I think Michigan beats them. I do, too. And I, and I, also, yeah. think, I also think they bypass this ruling that Barry and I have been discussing about the – I think they bypass that. I think they have to rule on it, though, I before – I don't think before they pick the playoff teams, I think they have to. It's like the Cam Newton thing. They had make to it, make it a complete ruling on it. I'm not yes, sure. Yes, I do. think they they had to do it on Cam Newton because so, Auburn was up. We got it. We got a new did. head of the NCAA. Yeah, but I think they're not going to put Michigan in there 
to take it away if they win it. They're gonna have they're gonna resolve it one way or the other. Now, now what that resolution is gonna be, I don't know. No, I catch that. I don't know what that's gonna be, but uh, I think they have to resolve. Don't you? Well, Philip Philip knows pretty much. You know, he keeps up with it better as good as anybody. So I I, I think I think Michigan. I don't think Michigan's out of it. <laughs> well, I think uh, no doubt they're not out of it. I think Texas is a problem. And if what y'all say, if uh, Michigan's in and Florida State runs the table and you got the uh, winner of Oregon, Washington, I don't know how Alabama gets into that That's scenario. A, that is the cotton-picking point I'm making. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. Thank All right, back down the Yellowwood hotline and get Raymond in. Good morning, Raymond. Morning. Hey, uh Coach and son, how you doing? Hey, Coach Good. Sanderson. I love him work in Tuscaloosa, but I remember Frank Howard. He used to watch him on Black and White. Well, good. Rabbit somebody, somebody remembers him. That's great. Yeah, they called him the General Giant. Yeah. Yeah, he was a very powerful hitter. I'll let you I won't hold y'all up, but y'all have a great show. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond. Uh, all the way up at Huntsville there listening. I guess uh, Raymond's catching this on the app. So uh, download that Tide 100.9 app. Thank you Colin, for calling there. Uh, Raymond, I would take the break here. We'll get to Kevin Skarbinski and uh, find out what Kevin thinks. Uh, Two-minute truck. They're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need in preparation for this move. It's a local out of town, out of state, or just moving around the house. These guys will come in, take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. Great people at 2 Men Truck. Give them a call today. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. You list the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but traffic is picking up around the area. 69 congested at Union Chapel and Mittlery. McFarland congested through Northport and Skyland slow at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. The month in countdown means more instant savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Grab a deal today. I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. Touchdown, Alabama! Built for championships. Rose intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on LSU at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Our coverage begins at 3.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. The girls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. They did the monster match. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. to the Yellowwood hotline. He's with Ale.com, also writes for the Birmingham Lead, uh, also with the Coach Safely program. I don't know how Kevin has enough time to do all the stuff that he does. Joins us every uh, Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Uh, good morning, guys. Happy Halloween. Good morning. Happy Halloween, Kevin. Um, we haven't played the audio from Dabo. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I guess the caller was 
Debo felt like disrespectful to him. So he went on a five-minute uh, tirade, basically blitzing this guy. I think it's a bad look, personally. Uh, I don't know that I would give the caller that five minutes of my time there. Is Dabo too sensitive, uh, Kevin, about these about these things? This program is down a little bit right now. Well, I, I think it is important to to listen to the entire question. It wasn't really a question sure, sure. from the caller named Tyler, allegedly named Tyler. It was it was more of a, a statement, yeah. and it was massively disrespectful uh, toward Dabo, no doubt. And I mean, asking him, you know, do you know this particular Bible verse, for example? I mean, come on. Uh, so, you know, it was the bit, the first surprise was that they let the caller go on as long as they let him go on. That's highly unusual in those co- coaches shows, but they let him have his say. And finally, when he started repeating himself, you know, there was time for Dabo to say that, okay, that's enough. And really, if you listen to Dabo's response, I wouldn't use the word tirade. I, I don't think he, clearly he was he was not happy with what the the person said, but he and he used you know he used a couple of mild mild um, expletives I suppose you could call them, but not really. Uh, but I I didn't think he you know he did not raise his he didn't scream or shout or really cuss at the guy. Uh, in the way that we, for example, we've heard Nick Saban do, uh, not necessarily at callers on his radio show, but the way we've heard Nick Saban go off on rants, I didn't think this fell into that category. And I thought, to be honest, I thought Dabo had every right to say what he said. Okay. I thought that the caller was out of line. It's And listen, and I would never suggest that you can't question a coach, no matter what they've accomplished in the past. I've certainly done it. And I think fans have the right to do so also. But there's there's a way to ask questions and there's a way to make statements in a question, which happens far too often in journalism as well, not just on, on call-in shows. You know, if you have a question to ask, ask a question. Don't make a statement and answer your own question while you're asking the question. We've seen, we see far too much of that uh, in, in the journalism world with people who are supposed to know how to ask questions for a living. So no, I thought Jabbo was comp- Dabo. <laughs> conflated him with Jabbo Wagner. Uh, I thought Dabo was completely justified in expressing his frustration. Clearly, he's frustrated with this season. Clearly, he's frustrated that Clemson has taken a, a big step backward. But I, for some reason, I don't know why this is. People just look. There are a lot of people that just do not like Dabo Sweeney. But let's be honest about it. They don't like. The fact that he's an incurable optimist, you know, fans are miserable. If you're if you have won national championships, then in multiple national championships in in recent memory, and all, all of a sudden you're four and four, and you look like a mediocre ACC team, even though every one of those games they they did have an opportunity to win. He's not exaggerating when he says that, but he's still an incurable optimist. He doesn't seem. I think this is what to me this is in trying to psychoanalyze all of this. I think what bothers people about Dabo is he doesn't seem torn up about where Clemson is. He's always saying, we will work our way out of this. We will find a solution. We'll get out of this. We will be back. And But he's not his demeanor. 
is not down. For example, I mean, Wimp is a perfect example. When Wimp, when when Alabama basketball lost a game with you Wimp coaching, there were post games where Wimp never looked up at the at yeah. the at the press. He stared down at the table. He was so torn up. He wore it on his sleeve, and you could see it, and you, and you could relate to it as fans related to that. Because they were torn up. They didn't expect to lose that game. And it hurt them. And they saw that it hurt Wimp. I don't think Clemson fans necessarily, some of them, and maybe some of these are newer, uh, late to the party uh, fans, are, are, they don't, he doesn't seem torn up. He seems like, okay, don't worry. We, you know, we got this. We're not happy, but we got. And so, but anyway, I, I, I kind of like the passion from Dabo mm-hmm. in that, I'm, in that I'm situation. I'm really. Uh... Kind of surprised uh, that you say that, which I mean, I can get there. Uh, my daughter's husband is the biggest Clemson fan ever, and I don't think, oh. uh, and I don't think they they didn't like it. I sent it to him. He said, "Dabo's stubborn and defensive. He's washed. <laughs> He's washed." Yeah. So the Clemson fans <laughs> didn't like it, or he did. Why he did? That's interesting. Wow, that's a pretty. That's a wow. That's washed. let's see. Uh, 2020, they were in the national. Cha- no, let's see. 2020, they were in the playoff. They lost to Ohio State in the semifinals. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you uh, what, you, you ought to lose. You ought to lose a couple of fouls. Sixteen. Stubborn, defensive, <laughs> yeah. and washed. Uh, Stubborn, so. yes, uh, because he has not yet fully adapted to the the new age of college football. I, he, I agree 100 percent with that, and he he is going to have to change if he wants to get back to that championship level. Uh, defensive. Yes, uh, I don't know any of us that does it, you know backed into a corner the way he was by that caller. Uh, I don't know any of us that wouldn't have felt a little defensive in that situation. But washed, Dabo's fifty three years old. Dabo, Dabo just do people realize that only Nick Saban over the last twelve years, only Nick Saban has done more than Dabo as a head coach, accomplished more than Dabo as a head coach. Kirby, Kirby I, has two I national agree. championships. I Kirby agree. hasn't won, Kirby hasn't won ten, 10 or more games for 12 straight years. But is Until he, this but year, he, that streak's at, at an he, end now. Is he too stubborn to change with college football? That would be my biggest fear if I was the yeah. Clemson fan. That's that. Well, that's the question. And that's a legitimate question. And really, if you wanted to question Dabo, what would have been far more intelligent and effective, with, rather than going off on that long you know, screed as that, as that young man did, why not say, okay, Dabo, what are you going to do to fix this? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to get back to that championship level? Simple as that. that. That's really the question because that, and that is the unanswered question because to this point, you know, Dabo has, he has been negative in his public comments for a couple of years about NIL about the transfer portal and he has not utilized the transfer portal the way other coaches have utilized it. Even coach, look, most coaches don't like it. Nick Saban doesn't necessarily like it. Most coaches don't like NIL, but they realize that's the way the game is played right now. And if you want to succeed at the game, you have to play it. And Dabo as of, as of yet has not embraced that. Yeah, it goes in one ear and out the other. You are a victim of your own success. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? I've never heard it put quite this way. Um, that the, what Dabo said, the the expectation he said, and I thought this was really insightful. And people, again, people are just 
I think they're missing. Really need to listen to what he said. And, and like I said, listen to the whole. You should listen to the whole caller, his his rant question, and then Dabo's rant answer, uh, and to really understand. But when Dabo said it used to be at Clemson that the appreciation was greater than the expectation, and that has changed. Now Boy, the expectation is a, that is a big sentence, the correct sentence. Is like. that not? Is that not you guys as coaches? You got. I mean, I appreciate just as as a, you know, a long time you know person that follows sports and loves sports and. The expectation is now greater than the appreciation. I think that's a heck of a statement there. I didn't that's know. to me. That's the heart of of everything. The whole seven eight minutes between yep. the two of them, whatever it was, that's the heart of it right there. And that yeah, hurts and that, him. And, and that's that bothers so true. Him. That's so true yeah. too from an outside. And when you get to that point, and I listen, I can remember having this conversation uh, on a radio show I was doing at the time in twenty twelve. Was it? Yeah, it was 2012. So we're talking 11 years ago with Terry Saban. And she said something very, very similar about where they got, where they were at that point with Alabama football. That they were now, that was now the, that national championships had become the expectation. And she didn't say appreciation versus expectation, yeah. but she, she was saying the same thing in different words. Sure. And, and was not as, and I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a coincidence that the next year after the kick six, that there was some, there was at least some contact conversation, discussion, whatever between whom I can't tell you exactly with, uh, with Texas, when Texas wanted, went after Nick Saban, well, there was at least, just, I, at least a moment, at least a moment when he had to wonder, should I, should I go somewhere else? Should I try well, that again? Because we, we can't satisfy, because you can't satisfy the people now that we've set that bar so high with three national championships in four years. There will not be a person on this earth that will satisfy the people when coach gets out. Not, not one. I told the athletic director that yeah. two, five years it's ago. Not possible. No, not yeah. possible. Uh, you're better off hiring a no name who, un, who do, who's not scared to come in here and coach. But he's a good he's a good football coach, and they don't really know him. They don't really know him. And as far as you know, somebody won't they let him come in here, and he ain't scared. Of, he ain't scared of all the phone call. When yes. Coach Bryant, when Coach Bryant left, there wasn't you know Ray Ray took it because Ray was sick of New York Giants uh, mm-hmm. football, but uh, and took it quick. He's the only one that said he'd take it tomorrow, and they had the interview. Uh, yeah, he, he just. Uh, there's and Ray had one. that toughness. Ray Perkins had that toughness yeah. about him yeah. that he didn't care. Yeah. He was gonna. He uh, he didn't mind changing things to you know yeah. to try. And he tried to really. Ray doesn't get the Too credit much. he deserves for helping to modernize Alabama yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. facilities yeah. that building yeah. for one thing to start. Well, with. he got into it with the president about trying to get the new arena. He took coaches tower down and. Mm-hmm. He fussed at everybody, and so. Uh, but he I was strong him. enough to do that. Yeah. He was he strong enough to me, do that. He liked basketball. Yeah. And I, I'd always say, "Yeah, he's the only guy with a personality worse than mine." So <laughs> uh, that was always good. But yeah. isn't it, guys? Isn't this a fascinating subject, though? And and the playoff. And Nick Saban. I'm not going to say he predicted this, but he he said some years ago when they decided to go to the 14 playoff that call it, this was going to this now at at certain places. It was going to be all about the playoff, yeah. and it, it was going to be playoff or bust, and championship or bust, no and no it was both. going to yeah. take some of the. And really, if I, if in my 
view, it's taken some of the enjoyment away from the game. You know, when, when USC loses its second game, and who was it, Emmanuel Acho suggests that Caleb Williams should shut it down for the rest of the season and make a business decision because, well, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft and he can't win the Heisman again and he's not going to win a national championship, so he doesn't have anything to play for. That's the, that's the worst attitude and the worst idea. Does it not matter to be there with your teammates? Does it not matter to still try to get better every day? Does it not matter to try just to win every, one game every Saturday? You know, that pursuit... And shouldn't we enjoy that a little more? It just seems like we don't enjoy, and I say we, just the collective college football world. It seems like we, we say we love the sport, but I don't think we enjoy the sport the way we used to. Yeah, I think you've made a lot of good comments today. Uh, uh, most of the time I'm always fussing at you when I was when you was writing, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you've made... You've well, made, as, as it should be. <laughs> yeah, I... I uh, you made a lot of you made you made a lot of good comments today. I don't. I personally don't think they'll do anything to Michigan. Oh, that situation. Yeah, that's well. Look, it it would be think? so far out of character and 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 away from historical precedent for the NCAA to do anything this season yeah, with with an right. entire program. I agree. How, yeah. though? How? They did it yeah. with Cam Newton because Cam Newton was going to affect the national championship. <laughs> Michigan is in this thing, so they got a rule on it. They cannot let them win the national championship then take it away. They, I think they have to well, rule on it before. I, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if they will. I don't well, see, that's the problem. Yeah, it, and I, I agree with you. In principle, Barry, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, that they, that they have got to expedite. They've got to, in other words, the enforcement staff, They've got to drop everything. This has got to be this has got to be priority one. They work on it all day, every day, to come to some kind of a conclusion. Because if the allegations are true, they clearly violated rules in two ways: um, by videotaping sidelines in person and scouting in person, which you used to be able to do. Coaches, I don't know if people realize this, but especially during off weeks. Teams would send an assistant coach to scout upcoming opponents. You go and go to the go to the games. You can't do that anymore. That they uh, they uh, barred that a long time ago. But yeah, boy, I can tell you something worse than that. But (laughs) I'm sure you could. uh, uh, But again, based on what we know, what's been reported, they have clearly violated rules, and they have done so in an attempt to gain a competitive advantage. That's what. That's something that really needs to be looked at. And again, in a perfect world, that's a decision that could and maybe should, if they can prove it, keep them out of the playoff. I agree with you on that. They have to fire people over that. If what's being reported is true, they are turning expense reports on these. So the compliance office has to sign off. They had a budget for it, son. They had a budget for it. They had a budget. They had a schedule. They had a, what was it, a Google Doc uh, or a Google uh, Drive, uh, a special Google Drive that the coaches could access to access this footage. Again, if all of that is true, this is an elaborate this is a, an elaborate cheating system set up to gain a competitive advantage. Yeah. And that's something you ca- that, that can't stand. There have to be serious consequences if that is true and they can prove it. No doubt. Um, 
tonight. The poll, first poll comes out. Uh, where you're ranked, eh, does it matter? Not really. Nick Saban's going to say if you don't beat LSU, it won't matter. But I think Texas is a problem for Alabama, and here's why. I think if, if Michigan's not ruled ineligible, then the Michigan-Ohio State, one of those guys are going. Florida State runs the table. They're going. Washington or Oregon, one of those are going. If Texas wins out, they got to go ahead of Alabama. Uh, now, chance of all those things happening, maybe, maybe not. But uh, could Alabama win the and SEC? Don't forget, uh, don't forget Georgia. Well, if Alabama would have to beat Georgia, obviously. Uh, but could they beat Georgia and all those other things happen? Michigan, Ohio State, one of those guys. Florida State wins out. Oregon, Washington, one of those goes. Texas ahead of Al- and Alabama still not go. Is that even possible, Kevin? Uh, it is possible. And and you hit on it. Texas is the problem. Yes. They really need they really need Texas to lose another game. Yes. They they that would be the best case uh for Alabama. And not necessarily now, what about this scenario? Say it comes down to say there are three undefeated and they're they're going to get three of the spots. And it comes down to Oklahoma, one loss Oklahoma plays one loss Texas in the Big 12 championship game, and Oklahoma beats Texas again. Mm. Yeah. So Oklahoma has two wins over Texas, which beat Alabama. And Alabama runs the table, beats Georgia, is the SEC champion with one loss, which in years past would have been a no-brainer, you're going to get in. But in that scenario, if you've got one loss Oklahoma – against one loss Alabama. And and again, the Texas does the Texas uh intersection with Oklahoma having two wins over Texas and Alabama having lost to Texas at home, does that throw that in Oklahoma's favor? Well I reckon it does with seven man committee in there. I reckon yeah. it does. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a and, and fairness would say and, and again I haven't studied Oklahoma's schedule. I mean the Big Twelve's good. It's not great. It's not but yeah. You know, if they if they beat teams like you know Oklahoma State could they could end that conversation this weekend, the way they play they've been playing pretty well so it's going to be fascinating. But again, here we'll we'll bring this thing full circle back to Dabo. If you really want to look at it, Alabama football is not what it used to be. No. Now the the drop off has been has been infinitesimal compared to the drop off at Clemson. You know we're not talking about four and four here, but. When those rankings come out tonight, and I did this, uh, I, I I took a, a little bit of a deep dive on Alabama and the college football playoff rankings since they started in 2014. Uh, this will be the lowest number. I, I almost certainly this will be the lowest spot that Alabama has started the rankings from. You know, they've been ranked in every poll. They and and Ohio State are the only ones that can say that. All 54 of the college football playoff rankings. Alabama's been in the rankings again, top twenty-five, not top four. Sure, but it's a top twenty-five ranking. So, but th- their lowest starting point was number six back in twenty fifteen. This will be they will be lower than that most likely tonight. So they're starting from farther back. Doesn't mean they can't get into the top four. They certainly can. But that's another sign that they're again they're not quite. You know, they were they set such a bar that will never be seen again. But uh, they're not quite where they were. No. So we'll see how it plays out. Not, uh, all right, real fast. Uh, does Alabama take care of LSU uh, this weekend? I think this game is fascinating. I, I think because LSU is so good offensively. Jaden Daniels is having such a good season. They have got so many weapons. This is this is going to be obviously the biggest challenge for the Alabama defense. Can can they 
hold those guys to a reasonable number. You're not going to look if they hold them to ten points the way they did Ole Miss. Uh, this game will be a blowout, and Alabama, you know, they'll be smoking cigars at halftime uh, if they do it. If they can hold them down like they did the Ole Miss offense, I'm not sure they can. Uh, Jaden Daniels far better than Jackson Dark, for example, but and better receivers, I think, too, uh, for LSU. So LSU is going to score some points. So this is going to be one of those games where the Alabama offense has got to step up, uh, minimize mistakes, minimize turnovers. And, and do what, they, what they've what they done when they've been at their best and hit the deep balls, run the ball. I think the running game is going to be key because the more you can control the clock and control the ball, the more, obviously, it's not rocket science, you keep LSU's offense off the field. But I think Alabama's capable of doing all that, and I think it's a four-quarter game. I think it'll be fascinating to watch, and I think Alabama finds a way. All right, Kevin, tell everybody where they can find you, all your great stuff. Yeah, best thing to do, follow me on Twitter, slash X, at Kevin Skarbinski. Uh, you'll get links to all of the all of the things that I'm doing. Um, you know, did covered SEC basketball media days a couple of weeks ago. Did blogs for the uh, SEC on their website. Um, uh, wrote a story about Sanford has a really cool program in in sports analytics. Uh, writing some stories about them periodically, and then of course my weekly column in the Birmingham Lead on Mondays now. Birmingham Lead L E D E dot com, and then my newsletter Scarbo Knows come out comes out every Thursday. You can access that through AL dot com. And their sports page. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks, Good guys. Job. Have a great week. Appreciate it. All right, there's Kevin Skarbinski. Always does a great job for us. We appreciate him. Uh, Alabama One, we appreciate those guys as well. They're a great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. If you're looking to purchase that vehicle, get that loan out at Alabama One. Rates as low as 3.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved. Uh, even before you go out and shop, that way you already have a great feel for what you can afford. They have an Alabama One Auto Mall. You can pick the car out right there as well, and they'll deliver it right there to you. For all the products and services, the great place to start is right there on the website, www.alabamaone.org. Phone lines will be open, 205-342-9904. You're listed tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but traffic is picking up around the area. 69 congested at Union Chapel and Mittlary. McFarland congested through Northport and Skyland slow at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. The month in countdown means more instant savings for you at towns of Nissan. Grab a deal today. I'm Captain Ray. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today. Cool and breezy, the high 57. A freeze warning in effect tonight. Clear with the low at 31. Or tomorrow and Thursday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 53. Thursday's high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. We want to thank Yellowwood, Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They brought you this 7 o'clock hour. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. You build that fence, the deck, the pergola, you want to build it to last. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, take the top of the hour break. Open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. We got some Nick Saban sound. Also, maybe at the end of the second hour, maybe we'll play that call with Dabo and let you guys decide whether... 
he did the right thing or not. I thought he was, come on, man, you're making $11 million. Let that guy say whatever and just move on. You don't need to be. He got a uh, little little upset about that whole situation. I thought I didn't think he handled it very good. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan, traffic center, no active wrecks, but traffic is picking up around the area. 69 congested at Union Chapel and Mittlery. McFarland congested through Northport and Skyland slow at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. The month in countdown means more instant savings for you at towns of Nissan. Grab a deal today. I'm Captain Ray. What? WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In baseball, Game 3 of the World Series saw the Rangers defeat the Diamondbacks 3-1. to Texas scored all three of their runs in the third inning, highlighted by a Corey Seager two-run homer. Texas starter Max Scherzer and four relievers combined to hold Arizona to a run on six hits, nine strikeouts. Although Scherzer and Rangers star Adalis Garcia both left with injuries. Their availability going forward is uncertain. Texas is now 9-0 on the road this postseason. They've got a 2-1 lead in the World Series Game 4 tonight in Arizona. And the NFL Monday Night Football saw the Lions beat the Raiders 26-14. Detroit rookie running back Jamar Gibbs was uh, great with 152 yards rushing and a touchdown. Quarterback Jared Goff for Detroit had a touchdown pass to tight end Sam Laporta. For Vegas, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, no touchdowns. He threw an interception. He was sacked six times. Detroit 6-2 and two at the win. Vegas is 3-5 and five with the loss. Trade on the overnight hours in the NBA. The Philadelphia 76ers sent veteran guard James Harden to the Los Angeles Clippers. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are wide open, 205-342-9904. All-State Insurance Agent Andrew Knipper. Andrew's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. I tell you this every day. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you got with your insurance. Let Andrew look at what you got. Let him run you a quote. He'll take great care of you. He'll find the best deal for you. Give him a call today, 205-722-9201, and tell him you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. All right, get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline and get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, tonight, are we going to award the teams that have played somebody, or are we just going to go on public opinion? Before you answer that, think about this. Michigan, the last two years, have been in the Final Four, and they've been awful, both games. Awful. All right. They haven't played anybody. Georgia, their next three games are going to be against the three best teams they play all year. 
they've done played eight games and they have not played a team in the top ten, just like Michigan. Okay, y'all agree with me so far? Uh, I mean, yeah. I would say that Miss, but Michigan has destroyed everybody they play. That's true. That's true. And Georgia hasn't. Georgia has looked very lackluster. Okay. Okay. Ohio State has one win against Notre Dame. They're not top. They're not going to be in the top ten tonight. What we need to look at is the teams that are going to be in this top ten, and who's played each other. Okay, that's my next three. Here's my next three. Alabama has lost to Texas, and I think Ole Miss will be 10th. So that'll give us a win and a loss, but we lost at home. Texas, and y'all heard Shark yesterday, I've beat the best team this year in the biggest game, Alabama at Alabama. That's correct. He also lost to Oklahoma by two points, but They'll be in the top ten tonight. And that leaves one other team. That leaves Washington, who beat Oregon. But everybody today, all you talking heads will tell you, and and then and just watching the game, you know Oregon should have won that game, but they did not win that. So after I've said all this, give me your top four, Wim. Top four teams for the night. Uh-huh. For tonight, yeah. are you going to reward strength of schedule and who you've played? Georgia and Michigan, two of them. I mean, it's going to okay. be it's going to be just like the AP top four, Joe. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're going to go on public opinion, and that's why we have such. Well, who else playoffs. are you going to put in a top four other than Washington, and maybe put Washington in there instead of one of those teams? But I mean, they're undefeated. You're not going to put somebody else in there. How could you? Well, it's going to play out regardless. Yeah. But my point is this. Do it from the start. Because next year, when you get 12 teams in there, you can't let – you've got to get the right Jimmys and Johns in there. <laughs> because these, these powder puff schedules, you know, something's got to be done about it. Because the SEC is doing something about it. Finally. You know, getting Oklahoma and, and then breaking up these divisions. This division is awful. It's just awful. That's why Georgia hadn't played anybody. But do you pen, do you penalize Michigan Michigan because Nebraska and Michigan State's had a problem with their program? I mean, you can't you can only play who's on your schedule. So should you penalize a team because the other teams aren't good, or just look at it and say, man, they're those teams aren't that good, but they are beating the brakes off of them. You can't penalize yeah. Michigan for the teams in their league not being good. That's not their no. fault. That's right. That's right. It's a schedule. And the schedule will play out. But you can get everybody's attention tonight by rewarding these teams that have played somebody. That's my point. Reward these teams that have played the schedules. All right. So if you you go on that theory, then who would you put in the top four then? Would you put somebody other than these undefeated teams in there? I would have – got to let one or two – you know, Georgia because they're defending national champions. Okay. But not Michigan. Not Michigan. I'd have Georgia in there. I'd have Washington in there because they're undefeated also, and sure. they have beat Oregon. Okay? Now, you, you can't put Bama in there because Ole Miss will probably be. I hope they're 10th. I hope they're in the top 10. They should be. But, you know, and 
you can't reward people for beating LSU because they got two losses. They got two ugly, ugly losses, you know? But so my 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 four would be it'd be Georgia, okay. Washington, Ohio State, and Texas. So you put Texas over Florida State. Yep. Hmm. Okay. But Florida State's gonna play in it. They they gonna play it in. I mean, you put Florida State fifth. You agree? I mean, I would have them in the top four. Or Michigan. But... Or Michigan. I mean, when are we going to quit letting Michigan play this schedule and rewarding them and then them just having two god-awful games in the playoffs? Well, if you're going to go on that theory, do you not punish Georgia for, okay, they're not playing Oklahoma, but you picked up Ball State? Ball State? So if Alabama would have picked up Ball State instead of Texas, they'd be ranked number one right now. But, Barry, we know why that happened. Wimp's buddy in Birmingham did that himself. Is that true, Dad? Who's that? Sankey. He took Oklahoma off their schedule, Barry. Have you done forgot that? Yeah, but that was silly. Oh, then, but okay, I know it. But don't replace them with Ball State. Go get somebody. Well, when you do, who, who took Oklahoma off? Sankey. Sankey. Why? He didn't want them playing each other this last year. But you know, Texas was a signed seal deal. Of course, that one was too, and I still hadn't figured out how. Well, because he took because of them coming into the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Put the cow back where it belongs, and it belongs on Stanky's shoulders. That's where it okay. belongs. I, 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 I didn't, Look, nothing about it. Stanky, Stanky, was, no Stanky was down at Auburn this weekend. I saw him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably eat lunch with him. I oh, I don't, I don't ever see. I never seen. I But anyway. He was out running. Seen him. I don't even know him. He doesn't even like me. Well, he don't know you. <laughs> How does he not like you if he don't know you? Uh, tell me, have I made some good points? You made yeah, you get a trophy. You, you made you some a small trophy. points. I don't know if they're good because you can't put anybody over those people. Regardless whether they haven't played anybody or not, you cannot penalize them for their teams in their conference. Oh, we're going to have the biggest stink in the world. I've, told, I've already said that 48 times go the biggest thing's going to be next year joe when it's 12 because uh, then you got a lot oh, of teams man. in that thing yeah right? but 13 is going to be mad you know Ole miss is going to be in the play would be in the playoff if it was 12 Ole miss and lsu probably and Barry, alabama could got, lose this weekend and still be in the 12 when you got 12 teams oh, you could. can hide you can hide a lot of stuff with 12 <laughs> teams but you can't hide much with 14 let's face it no. Let's face it, you can't aim. So that's why you go in hard from the start. And why they don't do that, I do not understand. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll supply, surprise they'll Stay away from Oregon. <laughs> well, I was talking heads. Say Oregon's going to end up in this thing. Yeah, we're going to back up. I think I heard you say it this morning. Oregon they might could, win it all. They could win it all. Them booger bears are good, boy. He's they are great. Good. He's done a great job. Of leaving where he left and coming into Oregon, and playing. I'm telling you, can Bo Bo gets rid of that ball so quick when he yeah, has he's to. Done a great job. So got give him. I don't know the kid at all, but he's done well. So. And man, he has taken some shots. I mean, he has taken some. And he's if they don't ball. get in, that's one time you can you can if you want to question what he did on the fourth down deal. 
cost them a national yeah. championship, maybe. Yeah, I, I, he's not the only one. I've never seen more coaches go for it on fourth down at the worst times. Analytics, analytics. They need to throw analytics out the window. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> analytics. <laughs> analytics. Listen to Barry. Listen to Barry. Thank you. I analytics. Like you wouldn't look at it, Wimp. Yeah, <laughs> he was going analytics. in place. Shoot a bunch of threes, analytics. Analytics will get you fired. Some nerd <laughs> analytics, shoot a bunch of threes. Never coached a game in his life, sit behind a computer telling you what you should do. Don't go. Don't well, don't do that. Barry, you know what it's done in baseball. It's turned the game upside down. Oh yeah. Oh the pitching pitching analytics guys and pitching, oh my heavens, they ain't mauled. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, it is this guy that came in from L S U over to Georgia. Analytics. 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 <laughs> uh, that's what it's gotten in basketball now. Fire to three, don't shoot to two. So thank you. Our, our coach is leading the way, guys. Yeah. Unless you got Probably smarter than, than I am. All right, uh, we got to go, Joe. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Joe. Good thank call. You. Good call. Joe's going to be all mad, but I'm sorry, Joe. Those undefeated teams are going to be in the top four, so you can be all mad all you want. Wayne's Pest Control, they're serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. 866-WAYNES-1. That's the tide of 100.9 SC home of Alabama sports. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Everwood, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood, treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As Alabama starts preparations for Saturday's showdown with LSU, head coach Nick Saban met with the media on Monday. You know, LSU is really, really good team. Probably one of the best teams in the country right now. I know they are the best team in the country on offense. We're going to need an excellent attention to detail, focus, good technical preparation in the game so that, you know, everybody plays responsibility football, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. You know, I think this has developed into sort of a you know, rivalry game because they're always ranked, we're always ranked. It's always a big game relative to you know, what happens in, the, in our division. So uh, it's an important game for you know, both teams. I think Brian Kelly has done a phenomenal job you know, bringing this team along, uh, the improvement that they made, the kind of team they had a year ago, as well as you know, even a better team that they have you know, this year. I'll have more in a moment. Producing championship-quality lumber is not an easy process, but at Everwood Preserving, it's our only process. Wood treated right. Everwood offers top-notch pressure-treated wood for decks, outdoor structures, commercial jobs, and more that you can build your reputation on. When it comes to quality, we're on the winning team. Visit your local Everwood dealer today and discover the difference for yourself. Everwood Preserving Incorporated, the official lumber of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Join us this afternoon for Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. Streaming live on all CTSN social media platforms at 2 p.m. Central. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.
from Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today, cool and breezy, the high 57. A freeze warning in effect tonight, clear with the low at 31. Or tomorrow and Thursday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 53, Thursday's high at 61. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Go right to the Alabama One hotline. Go to www.alabamaone.org. We always talk about when we talk to JC on Thursday about the JC and Morgan podcast. Well, we got the other uh, side of that uh, podcast. He's also with the SEC uh, Network, ESPN, uh, calling hoops, football, and baseball. Uh, Mike Morgan. Good morning, Mike. How you, how you doing, my man? Right. I'm, I'm doing well, guys. Yeah, JC is the eye candy of uh, our ensemble. So, I mean, he, he brings the sexy if you're looking for that. Because our podcast is now, we're a video, too. So you get oh, to see our uh, nice. our smiling faces when we record yeah. this on YouTube. That's going to hurt it. I've never uh, heard uh, JC called eye candy. I'll have to ask him about oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 That's gonna, he it's brings, on video. That's going to hurt it. Uh, he. Uh, the ladies love JC. He's got a, it's just kind of got a different vibe about him. You know, he's not your your typical Brad Pitt type sexy. He brings a he brings a different level of uh, female in there that only he can. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, saw you at media day. I figured we might need to have a quick rundown on um, SEC basketball. I've got my own opinions, but I'll leave I'll leave them alone until it starts. But uh, what's your feelings on? on uh, the league and, and some of the teams you think are going to be good and some of them, whatever. Guys, you know that you know the league really well and, and you, you've been around it. Um, you know, for me, <clears throat> I think this is my, if you go back to, to my radio days uh, at South Carolina, this is my 21st consecutive year broadcasting SEC basketball. And the thing that stands out is that the league is just deeper than it's ever been. Uh, you know, we can always have that discussion at the end of the year. Well, how come they didn't have more success in March? And that's certainly a subject that's that's going to make the rounds. You know, when, when Kentucky goes four years in a row without making it to the second weekend, that's that's certainly worthy of a discussion. You know, the last two teams to make the final four from the SEC are South Carolina and Auburn. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just yeah. that's a little bit weird. But But here's what I can tell you. As somebody who's been uh, following it and calling all these games, that it, it's never been deeper. I mean, w- what we've seen is the commitment from the league office to the ads, uh, the hire, the hiring of, of coaches where money is no issue. We're going to go after the best coaches we can in America, and then players have responded. I think a lot of people would be surprised to know in the last three years. The, the conference with the most first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks, lottery picks, it's the SEC. It's not the ACC. It's not the Big 12. It's not the Big 10. The talent is immense in this league. 
and the depth where it's no longer just, you know, Kentucky and Florida or Kentucky, Florida, and take your take your pick of who the other school might be. We're now at the point where we expect eight teams or more to get in the field. And I don't think this year is any different. We can we can have a great debate on who the best team is. I think that remains to be seen. And Tennessee kind of takes the uh the mantle of preseason hype coming in. But I honestly think there's about four or five teams that can win the league. And I think there's about 10 teams that'll be fighting for an NCAA tournament bid. So that, that to me is exciting. If you're an SEC basketball fan, we're talking with Mike Morgan and give him a follow on Morgan on air. Uh, Mike, when you guys go into these SEC schools, uh, a lot of times you go in, uh, you meet with the coaches, you may meet with the players, you see the facilities, talk a little bit about that. What you've seen here. I may over the last five or six years, how much the facilities have grown. Uh, these people got, uh, beautiful places for these kids to 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 go to the dining halls to the to the dorms where they live to the facilities that they train. Just talk about the commitment that you've seen going around all these schools, guys. It's unbelievable. It it really is. I, I mean, and then of course you add NIL money, which is definitely running rampant in SEC basketball as well. These kids are living a charmed charmed life. Uh, I get a chance to do some NBA with the Atlanta Hawks as well. And I mean, obviously, NBA travel, you're going to major cities, so you're staying in five star hotels. There's not a whole lot of five star hotels in Starkville. But besides that, in terms of what these kids have available to them, and as you guys know from from coaching, the arena is a small part of the equation for these guys because they're only in the arena, you know, 20 something uh, dates a year. The rest of the time, they're in the practice facility. They're in all these other facilities as a student athlete that they spend 99% of their time. And that's where the biggest improvement is. You know, years ago, all these basketball coaches were saying, well, we got to get a new practice facility. If we're going to compete, we got to get a new practice facility. Well, all the ADs finally gave in. I don't know who doesn't have a new practice facility. <laughs> they all have. Yeah. They've all got the bells and whistles, guys. I mean, they, they've got it all. On top of that, the arenas look fantastic. And most importantly, from our standpoint, people are coming to the games. So, I mean, unless you're a really bad team, we don't go, we don't do many games in front of half-empty arenas anymore. There's home, home court advantages, not just at Kentucky and Florida, but Auburn, Alabama, as you guys well know, Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, Missouri, uh, you know, I mean, the, these now are like really bonafide home court advantages that stack up with other schools across the country, no matter what the league is. So it has improved tenfold in the last few years. And again, it's all a byproduct of, of winning and success. Sure. That transfer portal has been a little bit of a, Bugaboo for for a lot of teams that are not major major. They have good players that lose them because of the transfer portal. I, I um, certainly has played a, a factor in maybe some of these teams getting a little bit better. But I know they have good recruiting, but I also have been fortunate to pick up a couple of people uh, from 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 the ones at a little bit lower level, and that's that's made a little bit of a difference in the SEC. I think. It has. I mean, you can look at one of this. You can look at the portal two ways. If you're a fan of a particular SEC school, uh, it, it, you guys being coaches, I mean, you 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 got to feel for these guys, these coaches, because you're constantly you're not just recruiting your next wave of players. You're re-recruiting your own players to stay. And 
All it takes is one kid who's unhappy with playing time. He's unhappy with his role in the offense. Maybe the coach yelled at him too much one week, and all of a sudden they're they're out there and you know they're taking they were taking a look at their phone and uh, you guys know how that works. Uh, there, there's a lot of flirting going on, a lot of wandering eyes, and before you know it, a kid leaves. Whereas you know, fifteen. 10, 10, 15 years ago, that never would have happened. Uh, and now we just got kids jumping ship all over the place. It really is like rampant free agency in college basketball. I'm not wild about that. I don't necessarily think it's great for the game. But again, if you turn it, if you turn it to the focus of the SEC because of the finances that the SEC has, uh, they're also going to gain a lot in that respect. So you're going to lose some natural attrition. Guys are unhappy for this, that reason or the other. Uh, but when it comes to gaining players, there's a lot of resources that you have at all these SEC schools where they're going to be active in the portal and they're going to get some of the best players in the portal. So I, I, I think it's a, you know, in terms of a net sum gain, I think it's positive in terms of what the SEC is able to do with the portal but, man, I feel for these coaches, to be honest with you, because you're constantly having to look over your shoulder about somebody trying to pluck your players away. Uh, we're talking with Mike Morgan. Mike, talk a little bit about what Nate Oates has done in Alabama. When Coach got here, I didn't really know Nate. I've gotten to know him, uh, not great, but a little bit over the years. He's done a terrific job with the program here. And uh, when he came in, he was re- trying to recruit national. I kept saying, man, you're going a long way away to recruit national. I don't know if you can do that. Well, he's done it. <laughs> he goes yeah. all over the country. They don't. I don't even know if they have a kid from Alabama other than Sears on their roster now. Just talk about kind of what he's done and, and pretty much turning this into a national program guys the first time i met nate oates because i know when alabama hired him people were saying nate who yeah. uh the only reason i was familiar with nate oates is because for three straight years chris patola and i called the mac championship game okay. and two of those years his team won it and i'm telling you they didn't have the most talented team they just out coached you know at that level that's the truest test of coaching for my money Because when you go to those mid-majors, you're all dealing with relatively equal talent, right? I mean, you're not – NIL is not a big factor when you're coaching Kent State or Eastern Michigan, right? So you're going – your exes, your Jimmys and Joes are very similar to every other team in that league. And every year he kept going out there and and getting wins and getting championships. That to me was like, okay, this guy is actually pretty good. And then when I had heard Alabama hired him, I said, you know what? People people are going to poo-poo that hire because they don't know him and because he's a smaller school guy and he's not enough ties to the area and they're just going to say, ah, that's not a great hire. But I had no doubt the guy could coach. Uh, and then it's a matter of from a recruiting standpoint, Nate's one of those guys that just has a personality that I think relates to the common kid because there's no BS about him. I mean, he just gives it to you straight, and and I think kids they, they can see that they can see that with him. Uh, and, and so he's always had an appeal, like you said, nationally speaking. And now it's at the point where he no longer has to have his best sales pitch because Alabama's on the map. I mean, you don't do what Alabama has done with SEC championships and tournament appearances. You don't do all that and all this and, and do it in obscurity. Everybody knows Alabama basketball is a thing. 
And so he has made it very attractive again to come to Tuscaloosa and play for not just a football school, but a basketball school as well. Uh, for my money, he's as good as any coach in the league. Uh, I mean, really is. Nate Oates is as good as any coach in the Southeastern Conference, and Alabama's awfully lucky to have him. Yep, that. Um, anything about South Carolina that uh, I know you're from that area? Uh, yeah. Anything that, uh, they, are they able to make a move at all? You know, the thing about it is, is last year was an absolute no-win situation. So, I mean, you, you get Gigi Jackson, who's this five-star McDonald's All-American kid who everybody knew was one and done. Uh, but he, he jumped up a year, right? He reclassified. So he's an 18-year-old kid that's got a load of upside, but he's not there yet. But he's surrounded by a bunch of players that aren't very good. Uh, and he's got a first-year head coach, and he's thinking, okay, this is my team, and i got to go ahead and take over. Well, he wasn't ready to take over. I mean, if it, I, I told people when the draft came, and people were saying it's going to be a lottery pick, I said the worst, the, the biggest enemy for G.G. Jackson is going to be tape because those scouts and coaches are going to look at tape, and they're going to see a, some awful shots, some awful plays, terrible body language, very immature. Now, And he went in the second round, and look, he's got a chance to be a great player, uh, and he's not a bad kid. He just wasn't ready for that, and he wasn't ready for that environment and that situation. So I actually think they're better without a G.G. Jackson. He went to the portal, while my Paris did, got some guys who could actually shoot, uh, play the kind of basketball that he was used to at Wisconsin under Bo Ryan, which is very disciplined, which is very skilled. You know how it is in South Carolina. I mean, they're, they're not going to get the best athletes uh, in this conference. They're just not. Uh, they never have, and I don't know if they will in our lifetime, you know, just stack it up with a bunch of five-star kids that are going to scare you athletically. But what he's trying to do is he's almost trying to win games the way Vanderbilt used to win them. You know, we're okay. We're not going to be the most athletic, but we're going to try to be skilled, play smart, play good defense, win close games. And how many of those they win this year? I don't know, but they're picked last in the league. I honestly don't think they'll be last. I think they'll they'll do better than that. I think the goal is to be an NIT type of team in year two under Omar Paris, and that way you can show everybody you're trending upward, and eventually try to get some more better, uh, more skilled and better players out there. Uh, all right. Lastly, Mike, uh, this will be the toughest question you get all day. All right. Uh, you're Greg Byrne. Uh, Nick Saban hangs it up. In all your oh, travels, gosh. who are two, na- two names you're going to go after uh, to replace Nick Saban? You know, it's it's so funny you would ask that question because right before I signed on, uh, I was listening to the Dabo Sweeney oh, boy. dress down of a of a caller on a coach's show. Did you guys hear this yet? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, like I, I mean, wow. yeah, no. So, so I'm, I'm somebody who used to host these coaches shows and I can tell you it's a no win situation. No, you, you, you know, they, they supposedly have a call screener, but anybody that wants to get through and say something like that, they can do it. It's just a matter of how, how quickly the, the, uh, the screener cuts them off. They let this guy go on for like five minutes. And it's just completely eviscerate Damo Sweeney, who's brought up two national titles. Um, I bring that up because, you know, for, for years and years, the rumors were, oh, well, Dabo's going to leave Clemson for Alabama the moment that job comes open. And I, I, I never was convinced of that. 
I, I honestly thought that Dabo was in the perfect situation. You're not following a legend like Nick Saban. Uh, Dabo is made, he is the legend at Clemson. He has done things at Clemson that had never been done before. And so I thought that would be a sweet marriage forever. And that the only thing that would actually make Dabo leave was the NFL, not, not Alabama or anybody else. I'm starting to reconsider that position because clearly Dabo's ha- about had it with some of the uh, Clemson faithful taking for granted that they're going to play for national championships every year when no other coach at Clemson ever did that. Uh, so, I mean, his name would obviously, you know, pop up. And, and then and I, here's the thing about that question. I'm not trying to duck and dodge it. Sure. You're, you're asking the question today. I don't think Nick Saban's stepping away anytime soon, right? Okay. So the, the, the top candidates in 2023 versus the top candidates in, let's just say, 2026 could be entirely different. Could be entirely different. So, I mean, Dabo's name will, will come up there, and then and whoever's the hot young name at the time will come up there, and you know how, the, how else this works. Who's got ties to Alabama besides Dabo? Who, who's got ties? Who was an assistant coach there? Who grew up in Montgomery? Uh, who were who some of the guys? That, and I don't think there's an obvious choice out there. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's a guy where, where 90% of the Alabama fans say, oh, yeah, he's the clear successor to Nick Saban. I don't know if there is such a thing right now as a clear successor to Nick Saban. One thing I would point out, you look at what guys like Leopold and you look at what some of the best coaching jobs that are being done right now, there are guys that had success at lower levels of college football that won championships at one double A or group five schools. It's not always the big name that gives you the big results. Look at Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. So I, I would I would caution fans when that time comes from, don't think you just have to get a big name. Alabama is going to recruit itself. It's going to be a championship program no matter who gets that job. But I, I think that sometimes the best fit is not always the biggest name. And I don't think necessarily you have to go with the, the biggest or the hottest name when that time comes. Just so you know, we have Danny Forden and Coach Stallings on a lot. And they, <laughs> have, they have both told Dabo, do not take that job. Don't oh, go man. to Alabama. So, Guys, whoever takes that job, it is a no-win situation. How do you follow Nick Saban? You yeah. can't do it. No, you it's don't. impossible. You don't. Absolutely impossible. Well, Mike, we look forward to listening to you throughout the year. If you want to give Mike a follow, it's at Morgan on air. He and JC have the podcast as well. We look forward to listening to you uh, with uh, SEC basketball right around the corner. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Guys, anytime. Really enjoy it and uh, appreciate your good work. And we'll have to get you on sometime as well during the basketball season. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, take care, guys. All right, let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, attorneys that know the law, know the changes in the law, have uh, been very successful, say the same thing over and over. But uh, if you have an accident, you feel like it's an un- unwanted situation that you are going to suffer from, and certainly these people can give you some great advice. Three four five one two three four. Prince Glover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. I always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. The phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. You us a tide, 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers.
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, traffic is heavy on Lurleen southbound coming into downtown. 43 backed up at McFarland and Northport. McFarland slow in the construction area and 69 heavy at Skyland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. The month in countdown means more instant savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Grab a deal today. I'm Captain Ray. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. Inside the locker room, go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look at the new inventory, uh, the used inventory, schedule a service right there. Also, the great deal buy three tires, get one for a dollar. All that's still going on at Tuscaloosa Toyota. They're out at Skyland Boulevard, 3325 Skyland Boulevard. By the day, see Justin. Tell him that Wimp and Barry sent you. We look forward to visiting with Justin out at uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota tomorrow. All right, get to the Tuscaloosa Toyota hotline. Bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're good. How are you, Tom? We're okay. I'm great. Uh, great show. Good job on Morgan. I I, uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, that was a good get, and uh, I appreciate it. Good job. Thank you. Uh, that's that all Dad's doing. Mike was actually our uh, play-by-play guy at South Carolina uh, some of the time when I was there uh, with Coach Odom. So I know Mike uh, for a long time. So I think he's doing a good job with the SEC Network and ESPN. So it was, it was good having him on. Yeah, he does do good work. Uh, the podcast he and JC do is uh, <clears throat> very enjoyable as well. So I was glad to see y'all get him. But um, I wanted to go to uh, the uh, Coach Sweeney uh, yeah. situation and uh, – that that Skarbinski, that was a bunch of hooey that he came up with this morning when y'all uh, were talking to him about twenty. Oh, you didn't ask the question right. The <laughs> caller didn't didn't ask the question. I was right. actually we, surprised we, that Kevin's. We, we media, we people in the media know how to ask questions. <laughs> you you are unwashed people. Out there in the John Q. public fandom, you don't know how to answer questions. But I tell you one damn thing: your son-in-law's got it right. The arrogant, egotistical, uh, defensive, uh, Bible-toting hypocrite uh, got exposed, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I was surprised that Kevin. Uh, he kind of defended Dabo uh, with Dabo going off on the guy. I'm looking at the guy. Maybe they let the guy go on too long. Uh, we could play it, but it's about six minutes. Uh, and Dabo went Everybody's on. Everybody's heard it. Yeah, Dabo went on to me too long trying to, uh, you know, build up his resume. We all know what you've done, Dabo. You're making $11 million a year. Just take the kids' criticism and move on. Do like, oh, yeah. Here's another thing about Star Benji. I'm going to tell you this. Well, Nick. <laughs> Saban did it. He did it worse than Dabo. That's a bunch from Birmingham. They can't open their mouth without saying Nick Saban did it first. That 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 bunch up there is so stupid, it's not funny. They can't talk about one thing at a time. They got to bring up Alabama. Alabama did it. Coach Saban did it. He did it before Dabo did it. How 
stupid and sissy side is that, you ignorant fool? Dad, Tom's a little bit, I, I didn't know it was that bad. He's taking a little bit of back about uh, uh, what Kevin had to well, say. Well, i tell you what, call, call your son-in-law and ask him if I'm right. I guarantee you he'll agree with me. Well, he didn't, he, he's, you know, he's uh, frustrated with Clemson now. You know, of course, we, I'm frustrated we, with uh, the way people treat uh, all these people. You know, they put them on this pedestal and, all like that. Then when somebody calls in and busts their rear end, say like, you're making a lot of money, and we expect better than four and four. They get offended. Dad, they what do you offended. think you about it? I don't know if you what, heard it. Is, what do you think, Dad? Is it, uh, uh, the reason Dad, I'm but, being quiet is I haven't heard it. I had, I didn't get to hear it. I have yeah. no idea what was said or anything. So I'm, I'm kind of well. Yeah, I, I agree with Kevin you. on this. It, he didn't word the question very well, but and and you know it was a, a frustrated fan because he was wanting to go undefeated like the all of us. And then, you know, he wanted questions, and he was disappointed with the 4-4. Four four. Dabo should have done what Coach Saban did. Uh, when everybody was yeah, yeah, and around about South Florida and losing to Texas, what did Coach Saban say? Do you remember? What did he say? He said, you play bad, expect to be criticized. Yeah, he did. He did. And what's wrong with Dabo? I mean, where am I? Am I wrong here? I I, 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 I thought he was too sensitive uh, about it. I mean, come on, man. You're making $10, $11 million. This kid uh, calling in criticizing you. I, I think he gave the guy too much uh, credit, listened to what he had to say too much, let him get under his skin. Then he went off trying to defend everything that he's done there and basically take shots at everybody in the past that have tried to do it at Clemson like he's done it better, which he has to. He doesn't have to give he's us his record. He's done a good job. He's done a good job. But here in the he last really couple has. of years, he hasn't adjusted. He hasn't adjusted. But now, Barry, I wanted to point this out to you as well. Now, the three of us, of course, y'all are not going to remember, and I'll be criticized for saying this, but year before last, we started talking about Clemson that we saw where we thought maybe they may be in the decline, and we didn't say how long that would be, but that, that they wasn't where we thought they had been in the past. You remember that conversation? Oh, yeah. yeah, but you don't. And, you, and, and, and so it's come to fruition now, and, and, and Dabo can't take it, and that's what it boils down to right there. Yeah, so, so you're not a fan of Dabo coming back to Tuscaloosa then? I never wanted that, but I didn't like him when he played there, and I don't want him to be the coach. <laughs> there you go. There we you can go. do better. There we can go. do better. There you go. All right. I love the show. Thank Thanks you, Let me Thank holler. You. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I hope, he feel, I hope Tom feels better. Uh, now, now, we have to understand this, Dad, you, and you know this. Tom does not like Kevin. So anything that Kevin says, he's going to not like, right? Uh, sometimes there's some people that you don't like. So anything that, that comes out of their mouth, uh, you don't like. So anyway, I sent you the Dabo thing. You just click on it after the show. You can listen to the – I think you actually have the caller in there as well. All right, real quick, uh, Noah, let's get to uh, the saving clips here. Uh, let's talk about get the opening comments. Uh, him in preparation for this LSU game. You know, bye weeks at this time of the season can be very beneficial, and I think in a lot of ways to our team that was uh, very beneficial. Uh, I think we got lots of guys that were banged up a little bit, some rest and limited reps, uh, so that they could heal up. And of course, we won't know how well that happens until. We see how they respond this week. And we got a lot of good repetitions on future opponents as well as LSU. 
you know, in the bye week. So that should enhance, you know, our preparation, you know, for this game. So, um, you know, as I told the players when they left Thursday after practice, I wanted them to enjoy their time off, but I also wanted them to be focused and ready to go and all in when we get back because, you know, LSU is really, really good team. Um, they've probably one of the best teams in the country right now. I know they're one of they are the best team in the country on offense. Um, we're going to need an excellent attention to detail, focus, good technical preparation in the game so that, you know, everybody plays responsibility football, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. You know, I think this has developed into sort of a, you know, rivalry game because they're always ranked, we're always ranked. It's always a big game relative to, you know, what happens in, the, in our division. So... Uh, it's an important game for, you know, both teams. I think Brian Kelly has done a phenomenal job, you know, bringing this team along, uh, the improvement that they made, the kind of team they had a year ago, as well as, you know, even a better team that they have, you know, this year uh, in terms of what they've been able to accomplish and what they've been able to do. And I think it starts with their offense. They're the number one offensive team in the country. Um, and, you know, it starts with the quarterback, Jaden Daniels. I mean, this guy's a phenomenal player. He's a dual-threat player. He's a great passer. He makes lots of plays with his feet. He's fast. Um, not only can scramble to run, but can scramble to throw. Um, you know, they've got a really good running back in Logan Diggs. Uh, they got a good tight end in Mason Taylor. Um, you know, neighbors and Brian Thomas are really, really good receivers, but they have also other good skill guys to go with them. All right, uh, there's Coach, uh, you know, just giving you some pretty basic information. All right, we'll take a break here. We got uh, one call hold, and we'll get to that and then wrap up the show and make way for the Gary Harris Show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, traffic is heavy on Lurleen southbound coming into downtown. 43 backed up at McFarland and Northport. McFarland slow in the construction area. And 69 heavy at Skyland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. The month in countdown means more instant savings for you at Townsend Nissan. Grab a deal today. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. Coming up Tuesday on the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m., we're going to visit with the Rocket Man, Rudy Arman, talk some ball with him. And also the Titans report with Kayla Anderson. Titans have a new starting quarterback in Will Levis. We'll discuss it. And, of course, we'll continue to dive headfirst into Alabama and LSU. That's the Gary Harris Show, Tuesday morning at 9. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. If you... Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today, cool and breezy, the high 57. A freeze warning in effect tonight, clear with the low at 31. Or tomorrow and Thursday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 53. Thursday's high at 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Sweet dreams. 
Alabama One. Go to www.alabamaone.org. You're looking for a mortgage, looking for a car loan, looking for a credit card. They're the best. How do I know? Because I use them for all three. Swing by any one of the local branches or go right to the website, alabamaone.org. Right to the Alabama One hotline. Got about two minutes. Get Digger into the show. Good morning, Digger. Morning. You know, I'm very agitated with one of your previous callers complaining about the schedule and what the ranking's going to be this evening. The three things you need to know is called TCB. Take care of business and you wouldn't have this issue, okay? You didn't take care of business in week two, okay? You don't play nine conference games in that conference. Okay, you're playing a week 11 pillow fight. Okay, <laughs> these are all plausible arguments on why we don't respect the SECs like we should. Okay, take care of business. Okay, go undefeated and you'll earn a spot. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Joe needs to pipe it. I'll let you go. Thank you. Uh, so Digger didn't like, uh, I don't think Joe was uh, saying Alabama should be ranked in the top five. He probably figures about where they, we'll figure they'll land around seven uh, tonight, seven or eight, uh, probably. It may go exactly the way the uh, AP Bowl goes is right now. Those undefeated teams will be there. It's just a matter of which one will be five, whether it be Florida State or Washington. Uh, and then uh, from there, Alabama, will just they, they need Texas to lose, I think, uh, to to. To help, but they got to take care of business against LSU, right? That or won't. Or none of this stuff matters if you don't win Saturday. No, it really doesn't. It's, that's the important factor there. All right, so that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show. Gary is in, ready to roll. Uh, Christian Miller. Uh, and his dad will be on the, the Miller's Edge from 11 to 12. Big Noon Sports from 12 to 2. And Ryan Fallon, the game will take you home from 2 until 6 o'clock. Seven days till high school basketball. The Northridge Jaguars will kick off against Oak Mountain. So I'm going to have to count down for that as well. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.